Mom, Dad, you should shop Amazon for back to school and save some money. See, I'm currently obsessed with superheroes and need all the superhero stuff. Superhero lunchbox, superhero backpack. But next year, it'll be something else. Maybe dinosaurs? I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can tell you not to spend a fortune and shop low prices for school on Amazon. Okay, good chat. Amazon, spend less, smile more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. What we saw for the whole economy was a very hot economy and the Fed doing its very best to try to cool it off. I mean, throwing buckets of cold water on it over the last six months or even more. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to a great episode of The Deal Board Podcast. And why is it a great episode? Because we're going to talk about 2022 and what's going on right now in the economy. And it's all backed up by the stats that we've seen. And I, I wasn't surprised by the stats, Jess. I, we, there's a couple of reports out already, and uh, we might have some differing views, but certainly not surprised at what's going on. No, not surprised. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I, I'm not crazy, right? So we were just talking earlier that it, it it there's a lot of talk of recession and there's a lot of talk on the economy declining, but like we're not seeing it, right? So Andy and I were just saying like, are we crazy? Like, are we just worrying ourselves into recession? But a lot of the stats we're going to talk about today kind of backs that up is that the economy and really our market, businesses for sale in the small to midsize arena, it's very stable. So um, we're glad to be back for the show. For those of you listening to this for the first time, we do these updates every single quarter where we update you on the previous quarter stats. This this time we're going to do the previous year, right? Because we're talking about closed transactions for 2022 and just some overarching um, trends that we've seen during and throughout the year. Yeah. And on just an overall view, right? 2022 busy year for Transworld, just crazy busy. Uh, and what we saw for the whole economy was a very hot economy and the Fed doing its very best to try to cool it off. I mean, throwing buckets of cold water on it over the last six months or even more. And so the first report that we wanted to go over was a, a report from Tagnify, which is a company that does a lot of business intelligence uh, and they have a lot of, they have incredible, I mean, many, many reports, but this business economic report uh, that we wanted to talk about basically talks about the overview of the battle between inflation and interest rates as we kind of, they were trying to quell the growth somewhat. Yeah. And I mean, like the two eyes, right? So on the inflation side, when we pull it to our market, obviously business owners have had increasing costs and They've had to keep up with um, increasing their prices to cover those costs, which fuels inflation. And then on interest, um, acquiring capital, acquiring businesses has just gotten more expensive. So like you said, Andy, you know, the, the Fed's done their best to try and cool this off. But what Tagnify is saying is that between inflation and interest rates, you know, 
it did not thwart economic growth. Um, actually, they're still seeing gains in real GDP across the macroeconomic environment. Yeah, and while the markets have responded, so the bond market certainly suffered and the stock market was, uh, suffered, but even s since the stock market's the worst since the Great Recession, this is not the Great Recession. We have certainly not seen that. And so you're seeing that, you know, even though the treasury yields curve is kind of inverted, but it it really, COVID's kind of gone away for the most part. I mean, that's China finally let uh, loose on their COVID protocols, uh, but they really can't track the virus like they used to be able to track the virus. Uh, so I think what you're seeing now is like everybody kind of coming out still and the, and the economy still growing. And we've seen some, some recovery of the job market, uh, you know, even though we thought that the job market might get a little tighter and they were announcing layoffs, but we just had the first quarter report or uh, January report, and it was much bigger than expected. Yeah, much bigger than expected. And I think everybody was expecting it to be a bad report because of all these announced layoffs and some of the bigger tech and banking companies, but not. So what Tagnify is saying still, and this is you know going back to 2022, is that it's still a really strong job market and the unemployment rates are still equal to the low pre-pandemic rates. So if you look at these, they're like bright spots in this economic outlook. And yes, we're having inflation and increased interest rates, but it's not really quelling um, the economic activity to the levels that everyone is expecting. Now, the federal fund rate is over 4%. Uh up from basically zero, <laughs> you know, and they, and so uh, they, you know, we're still chewing on that. The Fed is probably going to raise it maybe once or twice more. Uh, but I think it was a quarter point last time. So uh, I think, uh, you know, the unemployment rate is then at an all time low, uh, but we are starting to see some companies laying off and that's going to spur on the business brokerage community as well. We're going to see some more people buying businesses. Yeah. So let's jump to the, actually with that, we'll jump to the next um, report that we want to reference. And Biz by Sell puts together a really great insights report every quarter, and they just wrapped up their 2022 data. And they report on how the business for sale market is going. And they're specifically focused mainly in, in Main Street small business transactions. Um, but they're reporting from 2022 that acquisitions are up almost 5% in 2022. And just to give everyone um, some background on this, especially if this is the first time you're listening to the show, we've had record years. And when I say we, the small business sales community have had record years in deal volume from now from, you know, 2020 wasn't, you know, a record year, but it was very strong year, record year in 2021. And then to even be up from that in 2022 is just an incredible amount of deals done. Um, this by sales reporting just over 9,000 total transactions in 2022. And if you look at their chart, and maybe we could put a link in uh, the comments uh, into the uh, of the show, but the the chart actually shows that it peaked in Q1 of 2022. So the business uh, closed transactions peaked in Q1 of 2022, and over the next you know three quarters came down. So the fourth quarter, while it was still up quarter to quarter from the previous fourth quarter, I mean, you know, down from the previous fourth quarter, it's still up from 2021 levels, right? So mm -hmm. again, the four quarters of 2022, best year ever for Transworld. We'll talk about that in a minute, but for the, for the industry as well. But 
biz buy sell says hey it's slowing down some and the prices have come down i guess about three percent they said yeah which you know what if you think about it the cost of capital for buyers for acquisitions if they're using loans has has basically doubled, right? And in, in the last six to eight months. So to see a little bit of a price suppression, I think would be expected. Um, I think 3% is really nominal though. Like, you know, right. we're still seeing very strong multiples. And again, if we go back historically, um, I don't know, what show was it, Andy, where we retracted our two times that we had to take the two time <laughs> show away? Yeah, we did. Yeah, but we did because um, multiples and, and prices on small business sales are are, are up overall um, from pre-pandemic levels. So instead of that two times average that we saw um, previous to the pandemic, we're seeing closer to two and a half. So coming down 3%, when we put it into perspective, it's very nominal and we're still really in a good position for sellers. Yeah, there's still a lot of money out there. And just to compare it to 2019, or in 2020, what was it? Uh, it's up a 19% gain since 2020, the number of transactions. And like you said, the the hovering around 2.55, 2.53, uh, and the revenue multiple went from uh, six, 67% down to 65, nominal. So businesses are still selling and they're selling for good prices. And we still see that anecdotally. I mean, I have like three buyers that called me in the last couple of days, you know, wanting to engage with us for us to do a search. And it's just so hard to be successful with that. We told them, really, that's that's not possible at this point. You really just have to be engaged with us and work on finding a business that comes up for sale because, the, you know, the asking prices are still kind of going up um, or still high, you know. Yeah. They're still high. They're still, it's still very much a seller's market. Now look there and biz by sell puts this, puts this out is there are some pressures to watch out for the two eyes again, inflation and interest rates um, that could swing in buyer's favor. But the other in interesting thing is too, and I, I'll say this anecdotally is, you know, biz by sell said that seller financing is becoming more important in today's market. I've also seen it's become more desirable in today's market. I see a lot of sellers that are more willing or interested in seller financing in the rate environment that we are in today uh, versus a couple of years ago. Yeah, it says in the report that 95% of brokers think seller financing is important. Of course it is. Yeah. It always has been. But like you said, it's going to be more important because as we've seen in times of high inflation uh, and high interest rates, it is tougher to buy a borrow, like you said, and uh, you have to get creative. And the the banks are going to even want to see in SBA loans, the seller, seller participation uh, increase. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I think they, they're saying, you know, it's still a good market. Um, they're seeing, you know, some increased demand. It looks like on service businesses, um, restaurant demand has dipped, but that's typical um, restaurant demand increases and decreases based on cycles. Um, but overall, like I still think we're seeing a very strong um, seller focused market in the years to come. And Andy, to bring it back to, Yes, layoffs um, are a terrible thing in most environments, but when you're considering selling a business, um, layoffs are actually a good thing, right? Because a lot of those buyers, especially in the higher earning jobs that we're looking at um, being eliminated right now, those buyers are going to be, those are going to become business buyers, right? They're going to enter entrepreneurship through acquisition. So that's just going to even increase the demand um, we have for small business sales. 
Yeah, and I, the baby boomers are finally going to come. So it is a good time to be a buyer, even though I said inventory is tight and it's tough to find. If you're looking for something like a very niche business, it's very tough to find. But if you're open and you're open to good ideas, 45% of owners say when they're coming to market right now that they are selling to retire. So, and, and, and so it is a good time. And, you know, a lot of them are coming to market because they feel like we're in recession. We, I think we talked about this last time that it's almost good that, you know, the baby boomers have it in their head that it's time for them to go because the best times have passed them. That is just opportunity for buyers. Yeah. I mean, these are great businesses. Some of these baby boomers um, have owned their businesses for decades and we're not talking like 10 years. We're talking like 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and so you have a business that has that type of history and reputation. Those are huge opportunities for buyers. So that's um, about Tagnify and Biz by Sell. Andy, let's talk about Transworld and what some of our metrics are showing us from 2022. Yeah, it was just a, a big year. I mean, again, a couple of things. Number one, the Transworld network continues to grow. I mean, we added Saudi Arabia last year and in the, in, the, in the Middle East. Uh, we added, I think, 20 to brand new offices at Transworld 20 plus and plus we you know had 20 or 30 brokers in every single month over the year so hundreds of people joined our network uh with that we saw the number of listings even though we're that we're seeing that listings are tough to get the the listing inventory the number of new businesses we brought on went up 7% uh yeah. in the fourth quarter it was about even from the previous year uh, but we're, we're up 7% year over year. Yeah. So another really great year of bringing businesses to market, which is, is good to fuel that demand from the buyers. We also saw an increase in the average listing price. Um, so, you know, some of these businesses have been earning more money, one, but also are becoming more valuable. So overall, we saw an increase on the average listing price of 18% um, in 2022, with some spikes in some quarters and some bigger spikes in other quarters, but 18% on average overall. You know, that's not surprising. Businesses are valued based on the last couple of years of financials. So 2020 certainly being an enigma year, very difficult to pin a value on it at the beginning of 2020. 2021 happens. So now we have one solid year of financials by the end of the year of 2022. Now we have two solid years of financials. And of course, the prices are going to be better because people are feeling better about certainly the coronavirus uh, being gone. Uh, and I think people are feeling pretty good about the prospects of businesses moving forward, even though interest rates are up. And even though there's a re recession, quote unquote, looming, you're seeing the prices go up by 18%. I would say that's a pretty good indication that most people don't think the recession is going to be that deep. Yeah. And, and it also like proves the point too, because the biggest spikes we saw in listing price was actually in Q3 and Q4, right? right. So now, and we, we said this when we were first talking about how do you value businesses from a pandemic year? And we said, once you get a year past it, two years past it, now we're moving into like our third year past it. There's much more of a feeling of stability. Um, and that that's what you can see in the data. So. Yeah, and, and, that, and that average list price of coming over a million dollars is where you know, things are these days. I mean, we're seeing, we do track the number of million dollar uh, listings that we take. 
And again, that was up 20% year over year from 2021. Again, the prices might've been depressed uh, at the beginning of 2021, uh, but we're seeing a solid run of million dollar plus listings coming in over the year. Uh, pretty stable across the whole year that I don't, you know, the fourth quarter was a little light, but that happens with us because, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of get in the way of everybody out there listing. Uh, but we're seeing it right into 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So good year overall from a listings perspective, but let's talk a little bit about sold deals. So it's one thing to bring businesses to market, but like what are, how many businesses are selling and what does that look like? And the good news is the stats on the number of sold deals is even better, right? So a percentage, uh, the percentage up of sold deals is 31% um, more than 2021. So year over year, 31% increase in number of sold businesses. Yeah, I think that's a fewfold. Again, we brought more listings in, uh, but not that many more listings. And what you're seeing is a maturing of a, a few things, a maturing of our brand, uh, us bringing in bigger, better listings. Uh, so they're being sold uh, more often. And again, I think the marketplace just being able to package up the listings and be able to understand what business uh, it takes to sell, what it takes to buy a business. And you're seeing a 31% increase. That's, that is remarkable. I mean, it really yeah. is remarkable. Well, and and we're not going to cover buyer stats today too, but we, you know, we have in the past and with the increase of um, buyers and increased in interest in acquiring small businesses over really the last 18 months to two years, has also fueled that, right? Because if we have more buyers coming to the marketplace, we're able to make more and better matches uh, for those business sales as well. So if the listing price went up 18%, what happened to the sale price? It went up even higher? Is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it went up to uh, 20, it went up 20%. So 18% on the listing price, but our average sale price went up 20% year over year. Yeah, and interesting in the fourth quarter, uh, comparing the fourth quarters of the previous uh, years, 2021, 2022, it's up 15%. And that's pretty consistent to what we're seeing. And like, again, that solid uh, increase in price of businesses being sold out there in the world. Uh, you know, again, we're doing, I don't, we don't have the stat here, but it's well over a billion dollars worth of sales. Uh, and you're seeing these businesses, um, you know, just go up in value as well. Yeah. So Andy, what do you think all this means for the future of Transworld to come in 2023 and beyond? You know, I think 2023 is going to be a solid year. Uh, we we do think, you know, we keep saying, and you and I have talked about it and Al and uh, our leaders have talked about things cooling off somewhat, but there's really no indication of that uh, thus far. In fact, uh, January. Uh, for Transworld, uh, Florida was a rec one of the record months that we've ever had. A lot of times, those that's because a bunch of deals that were supposed to close in December kind of drip into January when their CPAs finally wake up and say, wait, you're going to take ordinary income in December after you earned income all year long? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, wait a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so they wait a couple of days and we got a lot of deals done. And the, uh, so- we have been talking to a lot of the bankers. Uh, the bankers are positive. 
they're working on ways to deal with the uh, increased interest rates. In fact, we'll probably do a show on that, how best to buy a business with increased interest rates. But I, I, I think, you know, what we're seeing from the leaders out there, the, the new techs, the live oaks, the Huntingtons, uh, you can name some other banks uh, that we deal with, Centennial. I mean, they are bullish on SBA loans. I don't see anybody getting out of the SBA businesses like we did in 2009 or 2008. Yeah, it was it was interesting. We just recently had Live Oak in our office and we definitely should do an update on a banker show. I agree. But one, they're not slowing down on lending, right? Their appetite's actually increasing for acquisition loans and SBA, 7A loans. Um, and then the other thing we asked them is like, hey, are you guys starting to see defaults on past loans or business? Because they get reports, they get audited financials from the businesses they've loaned to in the past every year. Like, what are the business financials looking like? And they said they look strong, right? They're not having any default issues. They're not having any um, payment issues. And the, the reports they're seeing is that these small businesses are still producing strong P&Ls. Um, so that all looks very good for the future of business brokerage and more businesses coming to market with the baby boomers, um, better businesses and, and shape with more profit. Um, and then you add on the fact that we've got some potential increase in buyer databases with some layoffs and we've got a really dynamic market um, in front of us in the next year. Yeah, I mean, just it, just anecdotally, or even you know, I've spoken to a lot of hospitality businesses like restaurants out there. You can't get in to a lot of restaurants if you didn't plan ahead. And you had a, I just had my birthday, uh, and it just we're trying to get a table for twelve in any restaurant was like virtually impossible. I was calling around, had to pull a few favors, finally found a room that could take you know a family, and it. It's been it's been hard. And so these businesses that are coming available for sale, the reason why the bankers are encouraged, the reason why we're not getting defaults is because the economy is still very strong. There's still a, a lot of money out on the street. Uh, that money is not being called back for any reason. It's not like the credit defaults uh, swaps that we had and all these issues that we had in 2008 and 2009. Those loans are still good. They're still trading on, you know, the secondary market is still strong for these SBA loans. So the SBA lenders are going to still do it. And the increase in interest rate means that the banks can make a little bit of more money and they're they're having record profits as, as we've seen in the stock market. So all these things, it just makes it that it, it is a good time to sell and it's still a good time to buy. Your business should grow if you buy it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, obviously finding the right business for you. If you're a seller, finding the right advisors, which we've tried to talk about on the show extensively. Um, but Transworld's always here as a resource if you need any of those um, resources and partners as well. Yeah. And to any of those people that got laid off, two things. Number one, if you want to buy a business, call us. And number two, if you want to do what we do, because it is a lot of fun, you should call us as well. Transworld's always hiring. I know a lot of our franchisees and offices across the country are looking for great intermediaries to help us, you know, bring more businesses to market. Always, always looking for great, talented people. And yes, if, if you're considering buying a business or trying to look for a job, I mean, we both failed at the whole corporate job thing. So we're not, we're not proponents of that, but we can't speak highly enough of owning our own businesses and what it can do for your professional and your personal future. 
Yeah, and, on, and another note to buyers out there, and just to, as a general marketplace rule, it is hard to find a buy bit, a, to find a good business these days. It's just there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of businesses for sale. I would just make just make the point that if your goal is to buy a business, you have to be committed to the process. We can help you, uh, but you really have to keep your nose to the grindstone. Yeah. So we hope uh, this show was helpful for you today. We love bringing you our stat shows, love telling you what we see in the marketplace. Overall, just to recap our message, it's a great time to sell. It's a great time to buy. The economy, especially for small business transactions, seems in very solid shape for the year to come. Yeah, give us a call. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we have longtime franchisee <laughs> Mark Lazarus from Transworld Business Advisors of North Bergen. Passaic, South Passaic, Bergen. Yeah. South Bergen. All right. I was close. I should know right next to my hometown. We were just talking about Verona, New Jersey. So, Mark, you just did a deal. It was an interesting deal. So why don't you give us a little bit of background? Okay. So brought to me by a referral partner uh, from a networking event. And it's an Italian restaurant. It was a large one around 35 years. I had a double space in a very active strip mall. And they um, wanted to go to market. They were two brothers and they were just tired. So I ran my numbers. It was looked like about 800 SDE and I put it at 2 million. And fortunately I found somebody to take it at the 2 million. It was a unique uh, company. They do, when they buy the company, they actually give shares to the employees, which is great for employee retention. I love the idea. And they, they do, they add it over time. They add some of the uh, employees. And they add um, not more employees. They will add more shares as the uh, business grows. And uh, it was a smooth deal for the most part. It ran into a couple of hiccups like all do, but we got it done and uh, everybody seems to be happy. So it was about a $2 million deal, right? Right, right. $2 million. And, uh, you know, nice commission. I'm very happy with it. Nice way to end the year off. Excellent. Sounds like a great deal. Um, good deals for good people. So, Mark, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody else in North Jersey wants to do a deal? Well, email's always good, ml at tworld.com or my cell phone, which is 201-370-9600. Great job, Mark. A good deal. Good deal for good people, it sounds like. It was. It was. Okay. Excellent. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we have a very special guest, Jack Postregna from Credit Bench, the SBA arm of his bank. And Jack's been with us for many years. He's done many SBA deals. He is literally the expert. And we love working with Jack because he gets deals done. And so um, you're with a new bank. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that first, and then we can sure. jump into our topic. Yeah, I'm with uh, Bay First Bank. They're out of uh, downtown St. Pete. They are a national lender, so they lend in all 50 states. Uh, we love lending in the Florida, though, in our backyard and being able to support not only really the Tampa Bay area, but the whole state of Florida. Um, so we're about a billion dollars in assets. So we're not a super large bank. We're not uh, super small. Um, 
and we go to all the conferences, obviously with Transworld and and support Transworld in every uh, in every effort, not just only on the deals, but also going to the conferences and taking some of the lead sponsorship uh, opportunities. Yeah, we really appreciate that. And you've done that over the years. So thank you, Jack. Uh, we are looking forward to our conference in May. This will air before then. And so we'll get some more uh, we'll get some more testimonials from you at that point for sure. But Great. let's talk about, you know, we were talking about 2022 and the stats and, you know, it was just a bang up year. I mean, it was a good year for us, but obviously by the end of the fourth quarter, we just starting to see some headwinds. So oh, tell yeah. us what your year was like and what you see moving forward. We had a record-breaking year in 22, you know, I mean, for, for Credit Bench and Bay First, we were always a, a top uh, producing SBA lender. Uh, in fact, we went, uh, we're actually nationally ranked right now, number five out of 1,700 active lenders. So wow. here we are in this Tampa Bay community bank that has 600 employees and uh, we're, we're up against the big boys, you know, the Bank of America, the Wells Fargo, Live Oak. You know, Huntington, they're all up there with us. And so we're, uh, you know, our, we're punching way above our weight class, but we're doing a We're doing a great job. I mean, we do. We just do a ton of volume um, and we over service not only our brokers who are our referral sources, but also our borrowers. And uh, that's worked for us in the past and it's going to continue to work going forward. So, you know, tell me about some of the deals in 2022. Has have things were, were things changing through the year as the interest rates going up? Tell us what the borrowers were doing. Tell us what, you know, you were doing uh, at yeah. that time as the interest rates started to creep up. So late 22, when the rates started to kind of creep up, we actually we had, we had seven or eight rate hikes we did. in 22. So by the time we got to the end of the year, fourth quarter, we were already starting to see some challenges as we're seeing some headwinds too now into 2023. The biggest thing that we've seen is with this inflationary environment, you know, we're going to see rate hikes to prime and that impacts uh, our industry significantly in a number of different ways. First of all, the valuations. Okay. So a deal we looked at last year at five and three quarter, Andy, now it's at 10 and a half, you know, because prime has gone up so much. So, we have to review the deal to make sure that, first of all, if it's going to value out, and second of all, our debt service coverage ratio numbers are going to be sufficient. So every deal that we pre-qualled last year, you know, all of a sudden the new buyer surfaces, we're looking at those deals and going, man, I'm crossing my fingers. I hope it really works at double the rate of what it was last year. So I'd say that's the, you know, those are some of the impacts of the, of the higher rate. Uh, environment. Now, keep in mind, we we have our own portfolio of customers, right? And we service, um, you know, our customers even after the closing. Not all lenders do that. You know, some of them have, you know, different sources that do it for them. We, we're married to those borrowers. So now with a higher rate environment, keep in mind, we have clients in our portfolio that were used to five and three quarter. Now they're at 10 and a quarter. So their their payments have gone up. Okay. So we're starting to see kind of some, some uh, headwinds with, you know, borrowers in our portfolio column saying, man, my monthly payment was not really what it was when we closed this loan. So, right. I mean, the good thing is, is that we hope that it, you know, will, continue, will hopefully stabilize and then prime will come down so they can get back into some of those lower monthly payments. But 
Yeah, those are, uh, that's probably the biggest thing that, that we've seen. Um, on the SBA side, we've seen some changes in how they look at deals or how, the guidance that they give us. They have really put a strong emphasis uh, into letting us know that experience on these change of ownership transactions are super important. So the days of looking at transferable skill sets or maybe testing somebody out in a new industry, that's not happening anymore. Those days are long gone. You know, post-pandemic, they're wanting direct experience for us to be able to correlate their experience uh, into that business that they're buying. Hmm. So I've even had to get creative, Andy, with borrowers that are not making the cut on experience. And I and I tell them, I said, you know, your resume, nothing says landscaping about your, <laughs> your resume. Right. So do an addendum and let me know what you're seeing or how you think you're a good fit for this business. Because ultimately, I'm going to bring this to an analyst. And they're going to have the concern. So let's work together. Let's uh, do an addendum. Let's do a business plan that'll show that you know you're show your passion for getting into this industry, or maybe you've been in the industry and you just didn't tell me with your resume. So those right. are some things too that we're kind of seeing that we're uh, doing things a little bit different going forward than maybe we did pre-pandemic. Wow. And so uh, you know, let's talk about 2023 as we kind of roll in. And, you know, interest rates are, you know, double digits for most deals now. So, you know, what's the best way for people to kind of get into a deal? Is it more down payment or is it, you know, variable rates? What do you think, you know, what's what's the best way? Even with the double digit uh, interest rates, we're still seeing it busy. We haven't slowed down. What we have seen is the commercial real estate market completely drop off. You know, this doesn't really have a lot to do with the trans world guys and girls because, you know, we're, we're just doing straight uh, commercial real estate purchases with our bank. We're doing refinances. That market has dropped off completely. I mean, we have a, a promo that we have at 6.75 fixed. And even that, you know, it's like last year's rate in today's environment. We can't even get the people, you know, to get, you know, motivated about that. So I think you're seeing a lot of people sitting on the sidelines in terms of adding assets to the balance sheet, like commercial real estate, but we're still seeing it uh, very active for, for business acquisitions, even in the, even in the 10 and a quarter, 10 and a half percent. But when you get into those larger deals, call it the three to 5 million, there's some people thinking twice, you know, because that's a huge difference in the monthly payment versus a three fifty dollars to $500,000 deal. So, so it just really depends case by case, but I would bet that there's a lot of people sitting on the sidelines that, you know, this year that weren't last year, they were active and ready to go before all the rate hike. So, you know, we hope we can capture those, uh, those potential borrowers, you know, possibly as, as the months go by for this year and we get later on into the end of this year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do our, our, our specifically your bank, are they looking for sellers to be more involved in the deal, uh, you know, as far as putting in some seller financing? Yeah, I mean, it always helps. Um, I tell business brokers that, you know, my my approach, I don't want to complicate the deal. So if it never was brought up, you know, I'm not going to go bring it in on every deal saying, hey, you got to do seller financing just to make sure I can get an approval. Uh, my approach is, is that I work as um, a real kind of relationship person with the business broker to kind of consult them and say, look, there's 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 a reason why I will suggest a seller note. And it's two things. 
if we have a deficiency in experience on the buyer or they don't have enough for an equity injection. Those two things. So if I got somebody that comes in that's skinny on experience or if they're skinny on cash for a down payment, I might call up the business broker and just say, hey, I, I want to get this to the finish line. We're, we're doing this together. And I think, you know, because we have a deficiency in a certain area, we have to maybe consider doing a 5% seller note. It doesn't necessarily need to be on full standby, but something to get to where we have vested interest, maybe a smoother transition with the seller to buyer, you know, making sure that uh, that seller's not just going to leave the keys on the table and go get on a cruise ship after the closing. You know, we, we would like to see some transition. And that kind of comes back to, you know, I'm, I'm married to these clients. You know, the business brokers, they move on to the next deal, but these, these borrowers will call me for the next 10 years, 25 years in some cases. So, you know, I got to got to make sure we're making prudent decisions and 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 make sure, making sure that we're lending money to the right people. Yeah, we uh, listen, we all want the deals to go well and nobody <laughs> wants a a deal to go bad as we always say good deals for good people and we want those yeah. deals to stay good. So, um, you know, you talked a little bit about the equity injection for the sellers. Has that changed? Has it gone up or is it, you know, you're still willing to do something at 10%? Yeah, so you know the 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 requirement for the SBA for the buyer is is the minimum is ten percent of total project costs. That's sometimes you know sometimes we get business brokers that are like, no, it's ten percent of purchase price. No, ten percent of total project costs. So that means the purchase price, uh, working capital, and any you know SBA fees that are in ten percent of that. So that is the minimum that we uh, let our borrowers know is the the equity injection minimum. However, that there is a more minimum, but it's not always accepted. It's a five-five model. So the buyer can come in with five percent, and then the seller can carry back five percent. But it needs to be on a full standby, which not all sellers want to do that. So it really come down to kind of case by case how big the deal is. You know, five percent of a five hundred thousand dollar deal is different than five percent of a five million dollar deal. So. And all sellers are going to be different. Some are going to be okay with it because they want to get to closing. They want to get, you know, right off into the sunset. And then there's going to be some that are like, no way, I'll sit it out until I get my money back. So those are some of the challenges that, you know, we kind of work through as we're going through the process. Again, we want to, we want to stick with what's on the asset purchase agreement that's been agreed upon. We don't want to change anything up, but we do work as a consultant with business brokers to say, look, we might have some headwinds and some challenges based on this structure. Is there any compromise that we can, because at the end of the day, I want to get the deal done. I want you to get the deal done. We want the borrower to have a new business, seller to ride off into the sunset, you know, so on. So I kind of work in that consultative nature to, to make sure that we're not making anybody mad. We just, we all want to get the deal done. So we don't have to relist it, you know, with it, and then have it wait for a new buyer, right? So right. sometimes those conversations come into play not always though, you know, some are, some go very smoothly. It just really depends on the, the situation, the business broker, the business and the buyer, you know? So there's a lot of variables in there that I just mentioned, yeah. you know, when you're putting a deal together and then so, you got to throw SBA guidelines too, you know, you got to make sure it's eligible and, you know, fit in yeah. all the boxes. So. Well, let, let's talk about, you know, kind of moving forward. I think, you know, my prediction for 2023 is um, I think we may have some headwinds on the financing, which again, 
inflationary pressures may start lowering the profits of those businesses or at least stabilizing the profits. So perhaps the prices might stabilize. I don't think they're going to go down again. I don't think they're going to go down like they did in 2009, 2010. We are not there as an economy, but I think we have some headwinds as far as being able to borrowing power and being able to, uh, you know, coverage, debt service coverage in the deals. So I think the deals are still going to be solid, but, you know, they might, the prices might kind of stabilize, but I do think sellers, more sellers are coming to the market. And I don't know if you've seen that kind of uptick yet, but we're starting to see it a little bit. And I think 2023, as far as deal volume may increase again. Yeah. yeah. I'm bullish that it's going to going forward. I don't see I don't see how they can do any more rate hikes, but you never know. And I think where this is going to be the new normal, you know, it, it does come with some sticker shock, right? You see a, a BizAC at 10 and a half percent or whatever it is. Uh, we hope that it's going to come down a little bit to get it under that mark. So it's not from an optics view so much, right? So, but I think everybody's used to that little rate environment under fives for so long that, you know, it, it, it's tough to absorb the new normal, I think. Well, when I when I had hair like yours, uh, <laughs> we were doing a ten and twelve percent uh, deals. You know, when we when I first got into this business, the interest rates were well above ten. I mean, they were eleven and twelve, uh, and people were still taking the money. You know, for biz yeah. acts, you know, perhaps commercial real estate. You're right. Very. You know, if you're got a five percent cap rate, there that's some slim margins. But in yeah. business, for the most part, you're buying at a 20, 25 percent cap rate. You know, for the most part, there's still room in there for debt service uh, and still being able to work in the business and make money. So it's still, like you said, a good deal to, right. to get SBA financing for your business, even if it's 10 years. So, so it's still I cheap I, money. You know it's what I mean? Still cheap if money. You look at the I alternatives mean, that are out there. You know, I mean, it's it's cheap. Right. So I think um, SBA lending, you know, again, is still, like you said, a good deal. So I think we're still going to have some action. Banks are in good shapes. The balance sheets are in good shape. Uh, I think people are going to still want to uh, do uh, get businesses and get financing through the SBA. So I, I, I I'm pretty bullish on this year. You know, uh, there, there's always uh, things that could pop up later on in the world, but you know, we've always kind of worked through those uh, those kind of events out there in the world, whether it's a, a you know an economic downturn or a, uh, a a new wave of coronavirus, whatever it is. We always yeah. kind of seem to get through that. And you mentioned early, early in this process, you know, uh, Transworld does have a big contingent in Florida, but we're seeing other areas of the country still growing too. Yeah. And uh, and and so those areas will continue to grow, I think. Uh, and 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 thrive so uh yeah. you know we're looking to do more deals so what is booming i gotta tell you though everybody wants to be down here and it seems like you know what i've noticed as a trend everybody wants a service related business down here service related businesses with reoccurring revenue is where it's at and having multiple of them so those are those are trends that i've seen over the last year to two years you know we're getting people from the northeast calling hey you know, what businesses do you have available type down there? Is, is financing down there? Because we want to get out of the Northeast. We want to move, get down into Florida. But we don't want to work for the man. We want to have our own business. So, you know, we're seeing that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Well, we will, um, I'm sure, 
have continued uh, influx of people into Florida. I think it was 300,000 plus people moving to Florida. And and that's not, you know, typical. We I've heard for years that we have a thousand people a day moving to Florida. So uh, it's not untypical for people to, to continue the growth. I think we'll continue to see that. And, you know, again, we do cover the whole country and so do you. So we yeah. see other areas of the country that are continuing to grow. I think one of the interesting things with, uh, with after the you know coronavirus and people working remotely, I think you're seeing a lot of rural or either in second tier yeah. cities starting to get more popular because again, the spending power of people being able to live in a bigger house with a bigger yard, with perhaps you know different kinds of schools, people want to move to those places and now they can work. You yeah. know, so so I think yeah, that'll continue too. We're even seeing it, you know, you, you, the new construction homes are, you know, they're, they're shaping them around having an in-house office rather than, you know, people used to going into the major cities to, you know, going to an office building and stuff like that. You know, all, even our bank has really gotten, you know, we still have to where we come in uh, like officers meetings on quarterly just to have that synergy. Uh, but for the most part, I was, I was almost full, I was full remote before the pandemic. So it's, it's pretty normal for me, but for a lot of other people, it's been pretty, pretty amazing for uh, switching over to that. You know, the efficiency that they can have to where they're not having to commute and stuff like that back and forth. So um, it's definitely a little bit different than it was uh, pre-pandemic, I can tell you yes. that. Well, I, I think I'm I'm excited about 2023. I think it's going to be exciting. 2022 was off the hook, yeah. like I said. So, and we're excited to have you as a partner at Transworld. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And Jack, Jack, what's the best way to get in touch with you if people want to talk to you about loans? My cell phone, 727-480-4281. That would be the easiest way they can get a hold of me on my first and last name, jack.stregnan at bayfirstfinancial.com. Happy to talk with anybody that uh, has a question, maybe about SBA, or if they want to just run a deal by me, I'm happy to help. Yeah, we'll drop that in the show notes to make sure that people can spell your last name. I feel you too. I have that too. So so great having you on, Jack. Thank you so much for your continued partnership. And we look forward to doing lots of deals with you this year. Thanks, Andy. Likewise. Thank you. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Listing of the Week, and we are with the Listing King, Mike Shea from Transworld Business Advisors of Florida. I'll just make it Florida because you're all over the place. But Michael, what's the latest listing that you got that you want to tell everybody? So I love this business, and we classify it automotive, but it's not really. Well, it is automotive, but it's not. I'm, a, I'm turning wrenches. Uh, this business repairs rims. so. I know my wife has a uh, had a Cadillac, which I now drive, and for some reason, could never not scratch the rims on the Caddy, um, and and that's not. I think lots of people have that issue. So this company, we all do. It's all good. This company takes the rims, bangs them out, refinishes them, so you know keeps them nice and clean and pretty. And really, there's no. Although it does do some B to C, it's all B to B. Um, they got 65 commercial customers ranging from automotive repair shops to dealers to commercial fleets, two vehicles, 
roll up on job sites, pull that out, get it on the lathe, do the repair and the refinishing, send it back out. This business was listed with another broker, got nothing, no action. How it was listed, books, you know, owner to prove, had perfect books. Um, he was a little creative with his cash. We got him counseled on that. He reamended his return. So check out the margins on this. 365,000 in sales, 172,000 in cash flow. Wow. There is no overhead. Um, it is priced at 279, which is again less than a two multiple, willing to do seller financing. And I got uh, SBA financing on this as well. Excellent. It sounds like a great deal for someone. I mean, so, it, it, you know, you got to look at those those businesses that that fly under the radar screen. This is not something someone would look at, but that means there's no competition in that business. I I've never seen a business that does this, but he's got two staff out there. He's got a really tiny shop, but most of his work's done on the road. Yeah. Sounds like a great deal, even for a young person. Who knows, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Michael, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to talk about it? The cell phone is 321-287-0349, or you can hit me on email at mike at tworld.com. Great deal. Get on yeah. it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Mom, Dad, I humbly suggest you save some money and shop Amazon for back to school. It's for my growth, meaning my body's growing at an alarming rate. And clothes you buy me this year will be very small very soon. Plus, the clothes I love today will be out of style tomorrow. But at least your wallet doesn't have to be my fashion victim if you shop low prices for school at Amazon. Hopefully this is helpful. Amazon. Spend less, small more. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.